and freedoms. Father, we are so thankful tonight, Lord, to be able to be in your, your presence, Lord God, with the presence of your people. With open hearts, Lord God, we come before your throne as we approach this study. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you open up our spirits, our hearts, our souls, and our minds to be able to receive from you. Let us, Lord, as we interact with each other, begin to give deeper and broader insight in what you're teaching us through the scripture. Father, we ask tonight, Lord God, that you'll touch Katrina where she is and her family. Father, that you continually touch Tom and Tim where they are at this moment. We uphold their lives to you, Lord God, praying for healing in their body. And Father, we give you the glory and the praise that you'll get that accomplished quickly in the name yes. of Jesus. Yes. Anoint Sister Janice tonight, Lord God, as she brings this word. Let her give the points that she needs to give to us to be able to cause us to grow. In Jesus' name, we'll give you the glory and praise for all. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're on uh, chapter 4, the highway of holiness. Yeah. Praise God. It's another good one. Amen. Awesome. One of the things that we must learn if we are to live the victorious Christian life is its utterly simplicity. How complicated we have made it. Great volumes are written. All sorts of, of technical phrases are used. We are told this secret, this secret lies in this or that and so on. But to most of us, it is so, all so complicated that although we know it in theory, we are unable to relate what we know to our particular daily life. In order to make the, the simplest truth we have been considering even clearer, we want this chapter to cause them to be all picture form. The highway, an overall picture of life, of victory, which has come to, to many of us, is that of the highway in Isaiah 35. And highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The picture is that of the highway built up from the surrounding moss. And that is complicated or confused. That's, uh, that word means complicated or, com or con confused situation. Okay? The world. Through the highway, it is though the highway is narrow and uphill, it is it is not beyond any of us to walk it. Mm -hmm. For the wayward man, though fools, shall not err therein. Though there, there are many dangers if we get off the road, while we keep the highway there is is while we keep to the highway there is safety. For no lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall should shall, excuse me, I'm holding this one, <clears throat> shall go, go up, up their own. Only one kind of person is barred from walking there, and that is the, the unclean one. The unclean one should not pass over it. This includes not only the sinner who does not know Christ as his Savior, but also the Christian who does and yet is walking in unconfessed and unclean sin. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important that we repent quickly. Right. And because and, uh, uh, just like we, uh, we were talking earlier, if our conscience, if the window is getting stained up, mm -hmm. after a while we won't, it, it'll seem that, well, it's okay to do this. Mm -hmm. Your term is unclean. Mm -hmm. It's unclean. <clears throat> The only way on the highway is uh, is up a small, dark, forbidden hill. Mm -hmm. 
the hill of Calvary. And it's the sort of hill that we have to climb on our hands and knees. A lot of repenting going on. Mm -hmm. Especially our knees. If we are content with our present Christian life, if we do not desire with the deepest hunger to get, get onto the highway, we shall never get to our knees and thus never climb the hill. But if we are dissatisfied, if we are hungry, then we will find ourselves ascending. Do not hurry. Let God make you really hungry for the highway. Let him really drive you to your knees and in, in longing prayer. Mere saltiness would, would, won't just get very far. Mere, mere sightseeing will not get very far. For you will seek me and find me when you shall seek me with all of your heart. Now that means we've got to really be serious. I mean, we, I, I mean you, you have to have like a burning desire in your heart. Let me lay this down. I can do much better without holding it. And it is, it's like the more you, um, you to me, the more I seek to, to be on this highway, the more that like the fire on the inside of my heart yeah. is drawing me there. It's like I don't want, I, I want to see the manifestation of, of being able to live the life that pleases God, that even though we know that the anointing doesn't leave suddenly if we are not doing, but I want us to get to the point that we are so, well, you might would say sanctified or close and keeping that window clean, that, that the power of God is so powerful Amen. that we're bringing in the church when we come in and we're expecting it and we will, and, and we will see the manifestation of people being delivered Amen. and set totally free and we will walk the walk. And talk, not just talk the talk, but walk it, say it, believe it. Because we don't, if we have the word in abundance in our heart, and we can quote word left and right, we can quote it. But if we're not applying it to our life, we're failing God. We're failing. We're failing our family, our 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 church, ourselves. We're failing all the way around. And and I and 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 I like this book because it's saying it's helping you to know that it's not. It, it, it's not something that you that, that it, they're making it simply so we can see the pictures of it and understand. Hey, look, it can happen. We we can do this. That's right. That's right. All we got to do is be willing to admit that we have got things going on, mm-hmm. and when we make a mistake, we we we, we uh, put it under the blood quickly, and then we try to okay. Uh, like with me, if I if my I have to deal with my emotions a lot. And so if I find myself getting hyper or over this, I'm not supposed to be. I'm supposed to have the peace of God at all times. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. I'm supposed to have that peace. And I have to deal with that. I have to say, I repent. If I have to go and just get in the bedroom, close the door, pray in tongues, whatever I have to do, I need to keep that peace going. Because I know I'm, I failed, yeah. and it, hurt, it, it hurts me when I realize, hey, I'm walking there, and I and I'm and I'm and I'm not just peaceful. Yeah. I know everything. Now I'm not saying that everything's going to go right, but if things is going wrong, I want to be, I want to have the peace of God on the inside of me, no matter what yeah. this turmoil is going on around me. I can still hold my my emotions, and even though I don't say anything. There's, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's not like. A lot of people, you know, it's, their mouth goes right. I don't have a tendency to have that big of a problem that with that. It's my emotions that I'm holding, and so it's wrong. I don't care. 
I mean, I'm just as wrong as the one that's mouth is going boom, boom, boom. I'm wrong because I'm, I, I'm feeling it. And I don't want to feel it. So, I mean, I, you know, and we can't point fingers at one another. When we see somebody with a fault, we can't because, praise God, thank you, Jesus, that I'm blessed enough that, I, that he has kept me from being in the shape because I could have been an alcoholic. I could because it was running in my family and it was there. And, and, I, and, 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 and so I say, okay, God, it's by your mercy and your grace that I am not in the mess that these are in, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying, well, I'm, be- no, I just, it's, it's only by your, by your grace that I, that I'm, that I'm where I'm at. Mm-hmm. It's only here. It can't be anything other than God that keeps me going. Okay, where was I at, y'all? Is, is Chapter. A picture here. Huh? Mm-hmm. But the word morass, which means you said it would be an idea of confused situation, complicated, confusion. But confusion means to have lack of understanding and have everything complete disorder, everything twisted together. But the actual word morass means a fog map. So what he's saying is, as long as you're walking on the road, everything's going to be safe. But the minute you step off the road, everything's going to get to the point where you lack understanding, everything's going to get twisted together. Disorder, you're going to wind up in a quagmire. So here's a good question. If you're riding down a nicely paved little road, and all of a sudden there's a road over here that you see something over you, you think it's mighty pretty, a big house. You say, well, I can go down to that house and look at it real good, but you turn on the road, and the road is so mm. muddy that you don't think you're going to get back out. What do you normally do? Back up. You back up and get off that road, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what people don't do is they'll get on that road and they say, well, there's the house, and I'm going to go see that house. It don't matter, and they bog down to the axles, mm-hmm. and then they're messed up. But, so what God is saying is, he's saying here, find out that there's a way of holiness. And the way of holiness, the devil's not on there. There ain't no unclean person on there. There ain't no lying there. There ain't no danger there. As long as you stay walking down this road, everything's perfect. And it don't matter what's going on on this side, and mm-hmm. it don't matter what's going on on this side, don't step off the highway. Because when you step off the highway, you're going to start lacking understanding. Mm-hmm. Your conscience is going to start affecting your intuition. Your um, communication is going to start twisting everything together. Yeah. And it's going to cause you to be in a complete disorder in your life. Everybody's a, if you've ever had a Christian come to you and say, I'm so confused. This is the diagnosis. This is what it, what it is. I'm confused. It's the reason why I'm confused is I've stepped off the highway. Right, that's right. Now let's get back on the highway. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. In there. Okay, the only way on the highway is, is a small, dark, forbidden hill, the, the hill of Calvary. It is this sort of hill we, we have to climb on our hands and knees, especially our knees. If we are content with our, I think I'm repeating myself here, if we, if we are content with our present Christian life, if we do not desire with a, a, a desperate hunger to get to that highway, we shall never get, there, get to our knees and thus never climb the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we are dissatisfied, if we are hungry, then we then we will find ourselves uh, ascending. Do not hurry. Don't uh, uh, let God make you, make you really hungry for the highway, and let Him really drive you to your knees in longing prayer. Mere sightseers won't won't get there very far. You you shall seek me and find me. 
when you shall seek me you will, with all your heart. Low door. At the top of the hill, guarding, to the, guarding the way to the highway, stands a, a grant and grim cross, the cross. There it stands, the divider of time and the divider of men. At the foot of the cross is a low door, so low that to get through it, one has to stoop and crawl through. It is the only entrance to the highway. We must go through it if we would, if we would go any further on our way. This door is called the door of broken ones. Mm-hmm. Only the broken ones enter the highway. The broken one to be broken means to be. Not I, but Christ. There is every one of us a proud, stiff-necked I. Every one of us. The stiff neck began in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve, who had always bowed their heads to surrender to God, to God's will, stiffened their neck, struck out for independence, and tried to be I as God's. All the way through the Bible, God charges his people with the same stiff neck, and it manifests itself in us too. We are hard and unyielding. We are sensitive and easily hurt. We get irritable, envious, and critical. We are resentful and unforgiving. We strive in our own strength and attempt to do it to do by our own efforts. What should be left to God? We are self-indulged and, and how often that we lead to impurity. Every one of these things and many more spring from this proud self within. If it were not, if it were not there and Christ were in its place, we would not have these reactions. Now, how many of these? How many of these things are we guilty of? Yes. Let's see what they mean, because I looked some of these things up. Okay, now, the, um, um, stiff neck, let's see, where does it start? Well, you know, it's, uh, when I think of a stiff neck, it's stubbornness. Do I have it my way? Yeah. Um. And then we go on into the um, sensitive. When you're sensitive, quick to, to detect or re- respond to slight, to slight change signals and in, in influence it. So, so if we're, if we're uh, so sensitive, we've got, to, we, we've got to get to the point that, that we are, are not so quick to detect every little thing wrong. I mean, we know yes. it's wrong, but I mean, We've got, I can't get, if something's going wrong in here, I can't get be so sensitive that I'm out of here. I mean, I mean that's not right. So, uh, but we, we're supposed to use uh, common, uh, what I would say, a balance. Because when things are wrong, they're wrong. When they need to be uh, 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 corrected, they need to be corrected. But we can't be so sensitive that we just, just throw up our hands and just act, act like little babies. We've, we've got to, to, to learn to hold our emotions. That would be, wouldn't you say, that would be one of, the, one of our emotions yeah. that we've got to deal with. Yeah. And so uh, then uh, irritable, having, a, having or showing a tendency to be easily 
annoyed or made angry. How many of us have that? Mm. <laughs> so we got to learn to grow up. And, okay, and um, <laughs> envious, discontent, longing for someone else's at, at advantages. If you envy, envy something other people have, mm-hmm. we can't be, we can't, we can't be there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, to envy, envy a person's, an envious person acts or or their the acts on fl- or frustration and may then um, su- substantially or or sometimes obviously attack the other person. Mm-hmm. You can be so envious about well, then I'm gonna. And be really get, get out there in, yeah. in in the flesh and act up mm-hmm. our emotions. It's got to, we've got to learn how to keep our emotions yeah. in control by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we try to do it, if I try to do it in my own strength, I I fall back under the law, mm-hmm. fall short of grace. But I've got to learn how to depend on God to help me. Yeah. Whatever weakness I have, I have I can't get to the point that I am so um. Involved in trying in my own strength. That's why I told someone Sunday, I said, you've tried in your own strength, son, to do this. Learn to lean on the Lord Jesus Christ and, and, and repent quickly for anything. But learn to, le- learn to know that and know that he is there to help you. Yeah. Because uh, it, uh, that helps me when, when I read that in the word, that if I fall short of the grace, I'm back under the law, and the law demands that you do it. And so mm-hmm. the, that helped me to know, hey, look, I've got to, to lean on the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of God, I've got to lean on the word of God, what it says. If, 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 uh, if I'm worrying, I, I, God didn't give me or fearful, then I need to quote a scripture and put it there before, uh, uh, before my eyes and in the midst of my heart and keep saying it over and over and over and applying it to my life. Therefore, then I can change. But if I try in my own strength, okay. it's not going to work. It just, it just yeah. I found that out over the years because the more I tried, the worse I got, mm-hmm. it seemed like. If you're trying yourself like that there to do all that, though, what, what's really the problem? If your emotions are all out of whack like that and it's because you're trying to fulfill the law, what's really the problem? And the answer is right there in that, that paragraph. i got to get this baby girl laid out. She's sleeping. I'll get her faster. I got her. She's fine. Why am I in What's the problem? Read, read that, read that chapter again. All them emotions that she's talking about there. We are sensitive, easily hurt. We get irritable, envious, critical. We are resentful and unforgiving. We strive in our own strength and attempt to do it by our own efforts. What should be left to God? Read on. Read on. We are self-indulgent. And and how often that we and, and how often that can lead to impurity. Every one of these things and many more spring from the proud self within. So what's the problem? Proud pride. self. Pride. Pride. But that's about the problem with about all of us, right? Man, all of us pride. That's 
That's why God says, I hate a prideful look. Yes. Because pride brings in this irritability. It brings in your sensitiveness. Uh, how dare you say that to me? Uh, being critical of other people. Well, I'm better than you are. Mm. Or anything mm -hmm. in that respect to the point where you're self-indulgent. All of that stuff comes from pride. Mm -hmm. Pride. Being proud. Pride. You think you got more power yeah. in yourself than what you got. And you're trying to work out your own stuff. And you get so irritated because what you're trying to do ain't getting accomplished. And then you get critical because there ain't nobody helping me in my ministry. Mm -hmm. Or there ain't nobody doing this over here. Or there ain't nobody coming checking on me. And it's all because of pride. Mm -hmm. We're turning to people when we should be turning to God. Exactly. We're turning to ourselves yes. when we need to be turning Self to God. Self and people. So the pride. So give it all to God. Mm -hmm. Then it goes on and says, Before we can enter the highway, God must bend and break that stick next cell mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that Christ reigns in its stead. Yes. Mm -hmm. To be broken means to have no rights before God or man. It does not mean merely surrendering my rights to Him but rather recognizing, recognizing that I haven't any except to deserve hell. Mm, mm. It means just being nothing and having nothing. And I call my own, nothing that I call my own, neither time, money, possessions, or positions. Oh, that's a strong statement yes. there. Man, this book is so good. It is. I'm telling you, I, I, I sometimes... <laughs> When I when I feel like I'm just I don't I, I, I don't I don't have a piece line out, let me get this I pull this book out and start reading it and honey it'll just soothe you it's just it's so we great let, we should let instead of the pride we should the only thing I'm proud about really in my life is that I'm a child of God but I'm thankful and grateful for all the other things that are in my life the good things but as far as pride I'm not eat up with pride. Because I know that my help comes from him first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So I don't look I don't look I don't look for that in myself, pride. Because I've I've always been a grateful person, a thankful person. Because without Jesus we couldn't do anything anyway. We can't accomplish a thing. We're like an ant crawling on the ground without him to help us. So why be why why feel you why feel your yourself up with so much pride anyway. You save yourself a whole lot of misery. Well, a lot of times we, yeah, when we say, well, I know, I know, I know the answer to that. I know I'm, I, you know, or something. It's, it's like, uh, and you might not know all that. You, 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 know. you don't. You know. I don't have them, that's for sure. Yeah, why don't you do it this well, way, you know? But you ain't never been down the road that person's right. going through. That's right. You not suffer for what they've had to suffer. And mm -hmm. you might have the same thing, almost the same thing, but it might affect another person another Different way than way. it does you. And you could say, okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, so uh, you know, uh, this will cause you to have compassion for people. Yes, it yeah. will. And if you don't have compassion for people, you're not going to get very, you'll get, you'll slide right off the highway. Yeah. You can't get that until you get broken, can you? Mm. Yeah. You got to know that ain't, there's nothing. I mean, you got to, you got to realize, hey, look, I, I don't, I, all I deserve is hell. Mm -hmm. yep. 
one thing that, that helped me out when I read through that is I took the dictionary down and I looked at everything that starts with self. Hmm. Self-aggrandizement, uh, self-alienation, uh, anything in there that deals with self because that's dealing with your soul. It's dealing with your pride. If you take that down and you study sometime, just look at all the definitions of what they mean. Yeah, you'll realize that uh, you may not think that you've got a lot of pride, but there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Mm-hmm. In order to, to break our wheels to his will, God brings us to the foot of the cross and there shows us what real brokenness is. We see those wounded hands and feet, that face of blood crowned with thorns, and we see the complete brokenness of the one who said, Not my will, but thine be done. As he drunk the bitter cup of our sin to the to the dredge, so that the so that so the way to the broken to be broken is to look on him and to realize it was our sin which nailed him there. That's right. Then we will see the love and brokenness of the God who died in our place. Our hearts will become strongly melted and we will want to be broken for him and we will pray, Oh, be the be the save for myself, dear God, dear Lord. Oh, be the lost in thee. Oh, that it might be no more I, but Christ that lives Amen. in me. Thank you. Amen. Some of us have found that there is no prayer that God is so swift to answer as a prayer that he might break us. And if you pray it, you better get ready because mm-hmm. it's going to break you. Mm. A constant choice. Do not let us imagine, however, that we have to be broken only once as we go through the door. Even even after it will be a constant choice before us, God brings his pressure to bear on us, but we have to make the choice. If someone hurts and slights us, we immediately have to choose, have the choice of accepting the slight as a means of grace to humble us lower. Or we can resist it and stiffen our necks again with, with all the disturbance of spirit that, that that is bound to bring. Right the way through the, the day, our brokenness will be tested, and it will will no use our and it will no use use our pretending we are broken before God if we are not broken in our attitude to those around us. God near nearly always tests us through other people. There are no second causes for this for the Christian. God's will is made known in his providence, 
and his providence are so often others with 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 their own demands on us if you find yourself on a path of unbrokenness the only way is to go afresh to calvary and see and see christ broken for you and you will come away willing to be broken for him Over the, is there any comments? Anybody have any comments on what? I think what we've been talking about with uh, the constant choice of keeping your conscience clear, your spirit clear, that that's what he's kind of bringing out there to us. If you notice there, I'm trying to find the phrase where he says that uh, it's just about halfway down. The the, the first word in the sentence is disturbance. Goes back one sentence. It says we can resist the what he was talking about of accepting the slight of men and, and grace and mm-hmm. more, or we can resist that and strengthen our neck again, and all the disturbance of spirit is going to come into your life. So he's trying to tell you there, you know, if you don't have a constant choice, mm-hmm. your spirit's going to be disturbed. And I think that's the best way to explain what I've been saying: is your spirit disturbed? Um, there, there's been time in your life, you know, you, you've had people say, well, I have a heavy spirit. Uh, or I've had someone say, i got a burden on my spirit. There's a difference between a burden on your spirit and a weight on your spirit. Mm. A burden is given to you by God, and God gives you the strength to carry that burden. A weight comes from the enemy, and the weight can break you down. It's just like you keep throwing stuff on it. So he's saying here that if you don't make the constant choice, that your spirit is surely going to be disturbed. Matter of fact, I got a phone. Give me a minute. I want to look up the word disturbed and what that really means. Mm. Anybody else got something to say while I'm looking it up? Well, you know, we were saying we were tried by people. Yeah. I have. I was. Uh, I was tested and tried a few weeks ago. Thank God I passed the Amen. test. Amen. But I mean, I had to stand up. I mean, you know, it is like they were throwing things at me left and right, you know. And I'm saying, you got to be broken. You cannot have this in your heart. Mm-hmm. You got. But they did this and they're that, and I said it doesn't matter. You've got to forgive, and you've got That's to, right. you can't look. Well, you mean to tell me this, da, 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 da. And I said, all I know is there's a burning desire in my heart to forgive. Right. And I can't look at what used to be. Right. And I can't look at saying, well, I'm not having it. You, you mean you're having something to do? With, so, you know, just they come with all kinds. And at the Lord, was, he was yeah. with me. I said, i tell you what, I, 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 we, got, we got a book. And I, if you love to have, I said, I would be glad to give you that book t- to read. But they never did say they wanted it. But uh, so I was tested. Yeah. To see, I mean, so you will get tested by people to see if you are really serious. It says here the word disturbed means that you have your normal pattern or your function disrupted and you suffer from emotional and mental problems in doing so. And the normal arrangement of uh, your spirit functioning the right way in this context is messed up. 
it's out of normal operation. But a lot of people say, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm uh, got a burden in my spirit. They got a weight in their spirits because they've allowed something that he's mentioned here, stiff neckness, to come into their life, and it's a weight that's in their spirit, and their spirit's not functioning right. Everybody knows when their spirit's not functioning right. Yeah. You may not know, you know, we, we're talking about it now, but down deep on the inside, you know when something ain't right. Yeah. I mean, you know something ain't right with you. Hey, Lord, something ain't right. What, what's going on? I don't know what it is, but show it to you. So, it says everything you do there, if you uh, don't make the choice to be humbled and brought lower and resist it and get proud, get stiff-necked and stubborn, the disturbance of spirit is bound to come in your life. Mm -hmm. This book is really great. Mm. Anybody got anything else before we go on? I like it. Just me and you talking. I'm sure some people got some other stuff to add. Alrighty. Over the door of broken one one is is sprinkled the precious blood of the Lord Jesus. As we bend and crawl through, the blood cleanses from all sin. For not only have we to bend to get through, but but only the clean can walk the highway. Maybe you have never known Jesus as your Savior. Maybe you have known him for years. But in either case, you are defiled by sin. And where are you defiled at, according to the scripture we read to start with? In your conscience. Yes, conscience, yeah. Your conscience, your soul. Conscience in your spirit. That's where you're defiled at. God really don't look at your soul as being that sense. Your inner man is your spirit and your soul. If, if God looks at you as being defiled, there's something in your spirit that's defiled, and it'll be your conscience. The door, that window there at, the, at your exactly. window of your, of your consciousness. Okay. Defiled by spirit. Let's see. But either case, you are defiled by sin. The sin of pride, envy, resentment, impurity, and so on. If we will give them all to him who bore them on the cross, he will whisper to you again what he once said on the cross, it is finished, yes. and your heart will be cleansed whiter than snow. Thank you, Lord. So, I to walk to hear that in three words all the time. It is finished. Amen. So we just have to... Just, that's why it's so good to say, I wash in the blood of the Lamb. I humble myself to you, Lord. If there's anything that I'm not aware of, show me, Holy Spirit. If I, and if, you know, if there's something there, show me. And if I, but but sometimes you don't. You, you, I, I just say, I, just cleanse me in the name of Jesus, because I might not even realize maybe there's something there. Maybe I'd gotten a little flustered here and forgot all about it, and maybe I didn't do what it was supposed to do. Immediately repent, and then I have just forgot it. Mm -hmm. And if I keep doing that, then the window's going to get all dark, yes. and I don't want that. So daily. I have, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, 
I've gone through all this just in the past six months. Never have I been, and I won't say never, but you know what I mean, to the point of stepping away, sitting down. Um, I won't, I wasn't envious. I, I guess I just didn't understand the things and I allowed it to move into my emotions and then it, it took over and it took control. And my mirror was getting dark, my window. I think we all went through that. And I just thank God that, you know, uh, prayer of repentance and forgiving myself and asking, and the Holy Spirit just, He just took it. See, we, a lot of time, you see, a lot of times people think of unforgiveness as being for others, but you can have it for yourself. Forgive yourself. And you can, I mean, and that you need to forgive yourself for things. I mean, you, you say it with your, with your mm-hmm. mouth. I forgive yeah. myself, right. and I loose myself from 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 uh, any thing that's there, or any evil spirit that's there, any kind of stronghold is the best way to put mm-hmm. it. Any stronghold there, I loose myself that's from. Right. And uh, because uh, there's many people that, that say, well, I forgive, but I can't forgive myself. Uh, uh, Lonnie uh, was like that. He said he couldn't forgive himself. Uh, himself. See, the Holy Spirit said, that's the spirit of pride that I was going through, too. You know, too proud to ask for help, too proud to say whatever's going on. And, and that's then, a tough situation to be in, especially if you're in leadership. Because yes. Everybody's looking at you to, to lead everybody and everything be all right with you. Yeah. And it's a sign of weakness to say, hey, mm-hmm. I really need help. The point with that is, hey, uh, although you may have cast blame several different places, mm-hmm. eventually your conscience told you, hey, look now, uh, you've got to get to the root of the problem. That's right. And at least you knew enough about God and listened to enough of God and knew you had enough of the Holy Ghost in you to yes. listen to him and allow him to see it and work it out in your life. And, yes. and a lot of people don't do that. The minute that they can find somebody to throw blame on, and it's all for me now, I'm done with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can't do that. I never thought about asking, you know, forgiveness for yourself. For myself until you said that the mm-hmm. other day. Yeah, it will tell. It will torment you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you have self condemnation. Mm-hmm. Where did I go wrong? Mm-hmm. Why are my children turning out the way? What is it? You know, well, the Lord. Uh, well, I probably did wrong. I probably did. I mean, there was a lot of things. But I bring it before the Lord and yes. I say I repent for it. And then uh, you can't. Uh, well, as long as you've got that. Uh, you, you've not put it under the blood, mm-hmm. then it has power to keep on That's causing right. trouble. Yeah. So the thing about it is, get it under the blood That's and right. go ahead and let and and let the Holy give it to God. That's how you're giving it to God. You put it under the blood. You ask Him to forgive you with mistakes you made, where you should have done better, but yeah. you didn't. Yeah. You were ignorant or you made bad choices. And so then you see all these others suffering, the children suffering, or different things going on. And and so it's hard if you don't know to do this, right. then you just like. It's it's like if you don't if if uh if you decide not to let something bother you and put it under the blood you'll see something change but as long as you don't do that okay. it gets worse and worse you get irritated and all these things that's going on but when you say okay God I give it to you whatever right. they do whatever choice they make you know 
I'm not going to let it bother me because I know if I do, I'm giving grounds to the devil. Amen. They can take it before the the prayers you're praying. You can they can take it before the courts of heaven and say, look, there they are worrying about it. There they are, whatever it is. It's, you know, you got to keep it under the blood, and you and it's not like sometimes a one-time thing. It, it, it keep reminding you. Well, remember, right. no, in the name of Jesus, that's under the blood. I refuse. I refuse to go there. And see, so you're helping. You're not only helping yourself, but you're causing the situation to start clearing up. Yes. Well, a lot of people say, well, well, how do I know that I got a problem? Well, let's break out this issue some common sense then. Hmm. When you get out on a highway, what are you getting on the highway for? Go somewhere. To go somewhere. Are you going to get out in the car and just sit in the highway? No. No. So if you're in a quagmire and you ain't progressing, then something's wrong. That's right. You're supposed to be progressing. And Mm -hmm. if if things are irritating the heck out of you, because things ain't progressing, something ain't right, then chances is you have, or chances are, to be uh, English right, you have stepped off of the highway. I did. And you over there in quicksand. That's something. That's how I was, too. You know, years ago, when the first death started with my brother Randy, you know, and and, you know, I I had been saved in for a long time. This was in 06, and you know, then I, you know, I got cancer and I had to have surgery and then, and then my dog died and, you know, just, then I got pneumonia mm-hmm. and it was just like, like it was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. All the rest of them died right after that. Um, this was, that was, I think, the start of the bus years ago and then, you know, I just let it roll over me. I was kind of like mm-hmm. you. I just, you know, I was... I, probably in a way, I, I guess I, it was pride because I, I didn't want to ask nobody yeah. for no help. Honestly, I didn't know who to ask for help, and I didn't know all the things that I know now. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I had all this power. Yes. That you know that and she's see, talking about, and I never knew it. Yeah. I never knew it, even though I've been saved since I was yeah. ten years old. I never heard about all the stuff that yeah. I know now. Had I known it all now, you know, I might not have suffered as much as I did because I, you know, but, you know, just like we've talked several times in the prayer, we we know when we're not right. Yes. You know, if we're, and my, my not right was never of having issues with other people or anything because I really never so much had that because, honestly, I didn't stay around enough people to have any issues with. Mm-hmm. You know, I kept my distance. And, and being in the job I was in, you know, I kept my distance from them too. So I didn't have no close acquaintances or even nobody to even have problems with. But then the flip side of that is when you do have a problem, you got nobody to, yes. to talk to. To trust. Yes, exactly. And mm-hmm. I didn't have any real any family I could talk to. So, you know, other than, you know, the church people and then when you... You don't want people to think, well, you're weak, or you know, you yeah. don't, you don't need any help, you know. And I even, that, had, I I've that, even had some to say, you know, what did you do, you yeah. know, to deserve well, all I this? Too. But I think that's when we should be able to go to our leadership and call the elders of the that's church. That's right, and and know that you can depend on them, trust them. It's not going to go out into the congregation. Yeah. And that's what happens. I think that's what's happening. I think. That some of them talk, like Kip said, church hurt right. for people in the past because right. it's happened to me. Yeah, me that too. people, um, 
like the funerals I had, and even my mother, not not one of those people I used to go to church with even showed up at her funeral. Nothing, you know, and that happens so often, at um, you know, in in a lot of places I think, yeah. and that causes people, you know, to have that uh, bitterness about them, you know, and I. You know, some stuff, you know, I, I can let roll, you know, it, it just didn't bother me. But, you know, I thank God that I, you know, that I, you know, come come through all that and, you know, have am better for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that I that do have some tools. Brokenness, Pastor? Is that part of our brokenness? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I, it's, it's kind of, all right, let me put it like this. You have a big falling out with somebody, and you don't have to tell you, you you leave them. Say I don't never want to see you again, and then you go to the grocery store, and while you're there in the grocery store, you look up in the mirror, and there they are, two hours over. Mm-hmm. That's God's prompting you to hey, let's get this right. But normally, what we'll do is because we're not broken. Go down well, deep well. let's shorten up my shopping list. Let me get out of here before I see them. Mm-hmm. And we move on because we're not so the Lord will continually bring yeah, that around yeah. in a cycle to break you in that situation. And I, I mean, honestly, I remember when I, I told the story, uh, I, I had a car I had worked hard for now. I mean, I had worked hard for because we came from nothing. Janice can tell you that. We came from nothing. And I bought my own car. My mom and daddy didn't pay for it. And I was proud of that thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> And a, a boy got mad with me because his girlfriend called me. I didn't go out with her. She called me. And he found out about it and poured sugar in the oil and poured sugar in the gas tank. Oh, my gosh. And ruined my car. And from that point on, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if I ever run up with him, I'll kill him. I know I'll kill him. I mean, that's just the, the dove temper and whatever temper it is. I, and, and I'd just be riding around thinking about that, and I'd want to go where he was at, and I'd want to kill him. Mm. And here I go into the grocery store, and here he is in the grocery store. And it happened like eight times in a three-week, three or four-week period of time. So how in the world can I go to town? And every time I go to town, my arch enemy sitting right there yeah. in the same place that I'm going. Yeah, granted, now Blaybro ain't that big a town, but still. And finally, it hit me in my head. The Lord's trying to talk me through this. Now, it's a hard thing to walk yes, over to that is. boy and shake his hand and say, I don't have no hard feelings. That was hard to do. I still remember it, and the Lord has to work with me on it. <laughs> but I, so I'm, a, I understand. Yeah, I understand that. You know, we've walked it, and you're just gonna keep going through it, and going through it, until you finally get it. Yeah. Exactly. And it don't matter whether you know it. Yeah. Or you don't. That's know right. It. We're gonna keep on going through it until we do. So it. Everybody can step off the highway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Anybody else? Okay, the gift of his fullness. So we get on the highway. There is stretches before us, a narrow uphill road, bathed in light, leading toward the heavenly Jerusalem. The embankments on either side slopes away into thick darkness. In fact, the darkness creeps right to the very edge of the highway. But on the highway itself is all light. Behind us is the cross, 
no longer dark or forbidden, but radiant, glowing, and we no longer see Jesus stretched across his, across his arms, but walking the highway, overflowing with resurrection life. In his hands, he carries the picture of the water of life. He comes right up to us and asks us to hold out our hearts. And just as if we were handing him a cup, we present to him our empty hearts. He looks inside a painful security, and when he sees we have allowed his blood to cleanse them, he fills them with the water of life. So we go on our way rejoicing and praising God and overflowing with his new life. This is revival. You and I full of the Holy Spirit all the time loving others and concerned for their salvation. No struggling, no tarrying, just simply giving him each sin to cleanse in his precious blood and accepting from him, from his hand, the free gift of his fullness and then allowing him to do the work through us. As we walk along with him, he is always there continually feeling so our cups consciously overflow. So the rest of our Christian life simply consists now of walking along the highway with hearts overflowing, bowing the neck to his will all the time, constantly trusting the blood to cleanse us and living in complete oneness with, Christ, with Jesus. There is nothing particularly about this life, no, no emotions, experience to, to sigh after and wait for. It is just plain day, today living of the life of the Lord intended us to, to live. This is real holiness. Amen. Amen. Now that's what I want to be. Me too. Mm. That's a good one too. Yes, yes, yes. That'll make peace come over you to know. Yeah, I look. This is what we're good. We are getting there. We are learning. We are we are walking. Yes, we we, are. we I decree we're walking in it. We are we're going to have this because we are desiring. Our heart is burning for it. Yes. And we're going to God is going yes. is doing it. He's working on us every day. Yes. yes. And I just thank God. Amen. Mm. Amen. God is so Such good. Such peace. Such peace. Hallelujah. Now the anointing of God is right here now. Yes, he I'm telling you. Yes, he is. He's imparting something to every one of us right now. Oh, Jesus.
And God is saying, I'm using this this time to really give you. He said, I'm putting the desire in your heart and I'm causing it to come to pass. He says, I see your heart. And I know how your desire to serve me and walk that highway and not fall off of it. He said, right now I'm putting strength in you to cause you to not fall off of that highway. He said, I am so pleased that you take this time to be broken because you're doing it because you love me and you love people and you want to see them helped. You want to see them. My glory and the manifestation of all that I have in my word that you can that you can have. And he said, because you have taken this time, you can soak it up. Because he said, I'm not only I won't stop imparting it to you. Now I will continue to do it. He said, you've gone through things in your life and you didn't understand why you were going through them, but you understand a lot more now. It was to get, to, to get you to where you are now so you can be broken, so you can have the compassion for those that are out there and they don't know where, they don't know who, they, they just don't, they, they're searching and they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. But God said there's going to be a light that shines from this living water worship yes. center that's going to draw them in. And they're going to come in. Yes. And they're going to get their help. Because of the brokenness that you have. And because you are carrying it. You will be carrying. You are carrying my anointing that breaks the yoke and sets the captive free. And you've heard it spoken. But it's going to happen. Because my word says it, and it will happen if you will yes. stay on that highway. Yes, yes, yes. Glory to God. yes. thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Glory. He said, I'm doing what no man could ever think about ever saying they're so smart that they can do it. Yes. But no, he said, it's me. Amen. He said, and my word is what's doing it. Yes. You, and you Lord. have taken that word and you have put it out there, and now it's yes. doing the work. Yes. Because my word does it. And he said, all these things that you have that you have been tormented with, where the enemy has tried to, to, to tell you that you couldn't do this and you couldn't do that, those things are going to be gone. Amen. You're going to walk in the victory Amen. that I said that you can walk in in my word. Yes. Because you're learning to look at uh, and stay on that highway, Amen. and you know that the da- you know the dangers is out there, and you want to help pull those on that yes. highway along with you and help them get on there and stay on yes. there. Yes. 
And it will come to pass. It is coming to pass. It's not going to. It is now because you were getting on it. You've been on it and you you slid off of it every now and then. But he says, For I have strengthened you with my spirit, my power, my grace, my mercy, and you are walking in it, and you you are strong and powerful in me, saith the Lord of hosts. For I have called you into the kingdom of God to minister life to people, and that will come to pass. And every area in your life that has been hindering you, God said, I'm fixing it even as you sit right here or stand here. Now, in this in this sanctuary, God said, I'm fixing all, I'm fixing you in a way that you never you, that you can never imagine in your natural mind. But the spirit man is being strong, the spiritual mind is being strengthened, and you will have what my word yes. says in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It is yours. It is mine. For you are learning to release it to me and give it to me. And I have your children in the palm yes. of my hands. Yes. And all that you have gone through and all the things that they have gone through, God said, I'm fixing it. Yes. I am yes. working it. I'm working on them. They are hearing my voice where they were, they yes. were not listening. But God said, because of your prayers and because of you standing firm, rooted, and not allowing the, the enemy to come in of worry and fear and trying yes. to fix it yourself. I am fixing them Thank you, because you have learned to le- release it to me. Yes. And you know that you that you that you have to continually to stand strong yes. and rooted and and capture those thoughts and not allow yes. the enemy to come in there and 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 run and cause you to slide off of that highway. Amen. You're learning exactly what you need to know. I am causing you to be able to have revelation knowledge of my word like you never had before. You have not prayed in vain. Your prayers are, the bowls are full and they are overflowing. And areas where that you have said it's, it doesn't seem like it's working and it, it, the, 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 it's going over their head, they're not hearing it. God said, no, 
No. And he said, I am going to cause it not to bother you because he said, when it bothered you, then it made them be able to be stiff necked right on. But God said, I'm going to cause you to see when you see the thing that is and the spirit shows it to you, you you discerning it and know it. He said, that's an opportunity for you to take it and not allow it to bother you and say, praise God. And then you're going to see see the manifestation of those that you have worked. And even in the church, the congregation the ones that it seems that it just goes through one ear and out the other. And you work so hard. And you have felt like, God, I've spent so much time. And I want to know exactly.